You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. We're recording on Wednesday. This is going to air on Friday on KHOL, 89.1 KHOL. And we want you to download our podcast if you miss any of the show. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and down in Texas, Texas trainer is Graham Trainer. Texas! is back folks not you dumbass longhorn fans i'm talking about the real original team in texas the texas rangers Mm -hmm. circa 1972 much older than longhorns just kidding rangers are in the world series unreal massey's going to go over the history and the records of how bad the rangers were the last couple years just so we can figure out how we got here yeah, um, this has thing. to be. I am not a baseball fan, but I understand how hard it what? is to get to the World Series, and this has to be just exhilarating for you, especially since the Rangers have been. They've had like a ten-year, thirteen-year gap between World Series, but also maybe explain to the people what the Rangers mean to you as a fan and rank them Ooh. amongst your teams. Oh yeah. So yeah, you got a little butthurt on via text about me ranking them ahead of UVA basketball. Yeah. Cause that's number well, one. UVA basketball well, is number one trainer, but you're a basketball fan and you grew up, uh, I'd say going to a Rangers game was probably the first thing I ever did in live at a sporting event. First thing you ever did. You were born. You were taken from the hospital. I was taken straight from the hospital. In in uh, and what what do you what, what's the the thing a little when you uh, not squalor when you swaddle have the baby all swaddle well, yeah I was quaddle swaddle swaddled I was swaddled and taken to Arlington to a baseball game. I was thrown in the dugout. I was the bad boy for Yvonne Rodriguez. No, I had Rangers stuff everywhere as a kid. I went yeah. baseball is my favorite sport. I quit soccer because I thought it was so lame mm-hmm. to play baseball and be obsessed with baseball. And Nolan Ryan was my hero. I was Nolan Ryan in third grade. I I, I wasn't, I wasn't Pete Gillen for Halloween in third grade. You know, like I love yeah. NBA basketball, but I mean, give me a break. Like they're the Rangers are number one and UVA sports is number two. And then it's Mavericks. And then there's a grand Canyon. And the, oh, there's Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. And what's down there is that the oh, it's the Stars. They're kind of they're kind of nice. They they exist. Uh, it's very funny. The more because I didn't ever watch Nolan Ryan, but now that there's the internet, well, they had they, four decades. You had four decades to watch. Well, him. here's the thing. Now that there's Instagram, <laughs> and it's like, hey, let me just show you some great players. Like you get exposed to so much more like historical stuff that yeah. you wouldn't necessarily go through if you were just living in the present and forward. Nolan Ryan just used to beat the crap out of people. <laughs> like you just throw. I was at that game. Time. I told, I told you I was, I went to maybe like three or four or five games a summer for like, you know, the longest time. And I somehow, my brother, Chris took me to that Nolan Ryan beating the hell out of Robin Ventura game. I just happened <laughs> to be there. And it's one of the first <laughs> memories I can, uh, that I have as a sports fan. That's and that what am I doing right now? Right, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, pro bono volunteering for a sports radio show for the seventh year. So, yes, the Rangers are important to me. <laughs> we have an absolutely packed show. Absolutely packed show. We got the huddle followed by the Baker's Dozen. It usually takes us 
bell to bell. And we'll talk a little bit more about the World Series as the Rangers take on the Diamondbacks. The first game is where? In in Dallas? Yeah. Uh, Friday, Saturday in Arlington. Uh, then over to Phoenix slash somewhere in Arizona. Can never really figure out where all these all these uh, f- these Arizona teams actually play. No. Tempe, Scottsdale, uh, the Grand Canyon. I mean, out Monument Valley. Anyway, Flagstaff. Uh, who knows? Games three, four, and five would be in Arizona, and then games six and seven, if they choose to exist, would come back to Arlington. All right. All right. All right. And and. And because it's not my good news, because I knew I would just be plugging this at the beginning and bringing it back in the numbers, who do we beat to get over the hump, Massey? Who did we beat that we'd never seen in the playoffs before? Who's the most disgusted team in America? Sign-stealing cheaters, the Astros. Thank you. Thanks for the assist. All right. Let's huddle up. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you're stuck on, your quote-slash-question of the week and your goat of the week, and then we'll follow that up by our picks called the Baker's Dozen. Trainer, give me your good news of the week. UVA, speaking of teams that went on the road a lot, UVA's first road win against a top 10 team in school history, a school history that dates back to 1888, which is older than the Texas Rangers. Correct. And 97% of bets in the world and in Vegas were on the Tar Heels for this game. It ruined their season. They're now just a basketball school again, and they'll probably be mediocre. If, if they're even a basketball school. If right, they're even a right. basketball school. Great great win for UVA. Um, was super cynical, stressed out after a very heartbreaking uh, game. Was that game four? Yeah. And was feel, kind of feeling myself. Or was that game five? Game four or five. Anyway, wanted to be cynical. Tony Elliott era, era has been uh, beaten to death on this show. Yes. Don't love it, but – it's, I couldn't believe that we achieved something that was good and positive. Yeah, that, that, that actually had some substance to it. So UVA beat number 10 UNC in Chapel Hill. They beat them 31 to 27 to improve to two and five. Now UNC was favored by 24 points, which is the largest upset in the ACC since 1998, where number 12 Ooh. UNC lost the Miami of Ohio. UVA took advantage. We uh, UVA we took advantage of some short fields, but we also had two drives over seventy yards. Mike Hollins had three touchdowns. Malik Washington twelve wrecks, one hundred and fifty yards, including the go ahead touchdown. Now UVA going into this into this matchup averaged ninety nine and a half yards from the line of scrimmage running the ball. That is one hundred and twenty second in the country. They compiled up two hundred and twenty eight yards on the ground. Amongst three running, and they had three running backs over 60 yards. James Jackson with the game stealing, ceiling, excuse me, interception when Drake May got absolutely smoked by, uh, when he dropped back to pass. It was incredible. The UNC fans, I didn't see them in the stands. Where were they? They were like the Astros fans. They're leaving early. My big question is, does this save Tony Elliott jobs? Tony Elliott's job? Now, UVA has lost a, a handful of games, maybe three or four within one score, are we looking at the evolution of Tony Elliott as a coach, meaning, okay, we're close, we're close, we're close, statement, win, now let's see what we do? Are you still saying, blow it up, let's start from scratch? I don't know. It's a good question. I'd say 
obviously it's easier to say blow it up, start from scratch, but what, what does that look like? I mean, like, you know, Bronco in the hall was a good thing until it, until he got bored or wanted to do religious yeah. stuff again. I don't know. Um, go to the, go to the church, go to Africa for a, for a mission trip. I don't know whatever he's doing these days. M- uh, Mormon podcast. I don't know. Um, I, blow it up for what? We're not, I mean, Poindexter said no. I mean, is he going to say yes? Because, <laughs> beat, because, because we beat UNC on the road. Point, I mean, we're not going to get, you know, Poindexter. If we can't get Poindexter, we can't get anybody. The only thing I could say would be like, go find somebody like Dion who can make your program polarizing because right. otherwise it's just boring and there's nothing really going on here. I mean, the ACC needs to be shaken up. You know, Dabo's probably on his way out. Um, FSU's kind of, yeah, FSU's on the rise. Miami, I don't know. I think that like we got to find that next Dion if we want to actually make a splash. If we can't find that, then let's just, you know, like, like, like a Trent Dilfer would be fun. Like, yeah, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, UAB's coach. Um, other than that, stay the course. Cause what, who are we going to get? Unless we just really shake the tree and get somebody who's going to bring in NIL money. Who's going to bring in, you know, excitement, TV, right? Like TV's all right. All right. Here's, a, here's a name for you that I forgot existed. Now yeah. you talk about point Dexter and Penn state. Do you know who yeah. the defensive coordinator is for Penn state? Uh, Al My, Bro. <laughs> Miami's old coach Manny Diaz. Oh, I forgot about him. Just saying. I don't know. Not exciting. I mean, Tony Elliott was on a couple of national championship teams. All right, so let's just let's move on. But let's just say Tony Elliott, stay the course and let's see what happens after one win over a top ranked team on the road. Up, I'll, I'll 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 give you that. I'd rather have Tony Elliott than his ex boss Dabo Sweeney right now. And Dabo cannot. Can we discuss Dabo a little bit? Because I buried oh, sure. I buried Dabo in week one, and everybody's kept talking about him. But he, I buried him, and then he just continuously buried himself, refusing to go after the transfer portal and NIL money, and then having another embarrassing loss against Miami. Maybe, and yeah, the I mean he he wore the crown. He was the gold gold standard of college football for about what four years, and then. He didn't change, and college football changed, and he continues to spiral out of control and staying firm in his stance of saying, oh, we, we need less fans. We should lose a couple games so if some people fall off the bandwagon. We really want to know who the family is here at Clemson. Clemson with a silent P, but you say it. Um, it's Dabo is an absolute clown this year, and, it's, and he's really, really being exposed for who he is as this self-absorbed run-out-in-the-field-first clown. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, also uh, his recent comment about somebody asked him. I think they were kind of like saying, like, so you're not progressive about transfer portal because you hate the transfer portal because you're bitter because you don't want to use it and you're lazy and you're complacent as a rich coach who's been who's won titles and you know doesn't have to get out of his ass sometimes. And they were like, Do you, you should hire a sports therapist. And he said, we have a sports therapist. He's probably on suicide watch now. And I was like, oh. um, middle middle health jokes, Debo. You know, let's. I know I'm not woke culture over here, but like. You're a coach, so come on. Let's. I forgot that he just recently. I mean, he just he said that. Like I read it ago. and I was like, oh, okay, that's probably yeah. that's 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 on brand for Dabo for being insensitive and not reading the room or having the ability to communicate a clear point. Okay, let's move on. Trainer, I forgot. <clears throat> sorry, I thought I knew you were going to pick UVA as yours. So my quick actual good news was Philly sports in the past twelve months. Philadelphia <laughs> sports, that is. Uh, they lost. The uh, NLCS to the Diamondbacks. They mm-hmm. a year removed from losing the World Series. They lost the Super Bowl. They lost some MLS team conference, uh, or sorry, MLS team conference 
Their MLS team lost the conference semis. The 76ers lost in the semis, conference semis in the NBA this summer, and they're also being held at gunpoint by James Harden right now. So, yeah, it's tough. I love it. Yeah, okay. Just, just, just throwing out some Phillies hate there. All right. All right. I can, I can uh, appreciate that for you as, as because you're a Dallas fan. My critical number of the week, and we're going to breeze through this so we can get on to your Texas Ranger stats, is James Franklin and his – inability to rent, win big games on the road. Now, some of these stats might be overlapping because they're a little bit of clickbait, but let's run through them real quick. 2-12 and 12 on the road versus top 25 teams. 0-10 on the road versus top 10 teams. 1-9 and 9 versus Ohio State. 3-6 and 6 against Michigan. That's eh, not so bad. 1-12 and 12 versus top 5 teams. With all that being said, is there anyone more excited for playoff expansion than Penn State fans? No, because they what they always finish. They, they finish in the top eight the past like six years. Probably. It seems like they're in that eight Ten to twelve category. Yeah, the they are yeah. little brother in their division, and James Franklin is not the guy that puts them over that edge to beat Ohio State and Michigan. I thought question. if it was going to be any year, it would be this year because obviously Ohio State is going to get better in the at the quarterback position behind McCord because he's going to develop. Penn State does have their guy in Allure, Drew Allure. He's a big five-star, six-foot-two, 225-pound man, but he still is dinking and doinking down the field, and Penn State just couldn't get it done against a softer Ohio State. And I'd have to draw it kind of back to James Franklin. I think the spotlight is too bright in his case, and we're going to have to take a close look at James Franklin as the college football playoff era expands and see what he's able to do besides his nemesis, Ohio State and Michigan, which is blockading his ability to make the postseason with with uh, st- uh, sign stealing cards is that's what's blocking his way. Yeah, he probably needs blocking. to go steal signs. We'll uh, get into that. Michigan, <laughs> yeah, Michigan no, no, dogs. Spoil- spoilers. Um, yes, I totally agree. I was surprised that they didn't. I feel like they weren't that confident in Aller. They didn't really like let him open up or try things when they were down twenty to six or seven before they scored that extra touchdown and made it look a little closer and lose by eight. Yeah, um, it must be offensive philosophy, but that guy, at some yeah. point, you're going to have to let him out of his cage. Agreed. It looked like the, yeah, I don't know. I, yes, I agree with you, and it's a good point that if the thing, if, 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 sorry, when the college football playoff does expand, since it will be, them having the ability to play teams, have a chance at teams in neutral sites and not have to go into um, Michigan or the horseshoe would be to their benefit. Play spoiler, and then maybe climb to the top and go to the title. Yeah. Penn State, that is. All right, trainer. Let's hear about the Texas Rangers by the numbers. Give me your critical number of the week. My number was two, as in too many numbers, Massey. Um, Nice. (laughs) 1991, it's the first time since 1991 that two teams have made the World Series after starting the season as 50-1 to odds or worse. The Rangers were 50-1. to The D-backs were 125-1. to I was surprised the Rangers were that much higher than the Dimebacks. But they're a young team, full of kids and spunk. Um, for context, the lowest odds were Troy's Nationals and Adam Harms A's at 500-1. to Okay. So that gives you an idea, perspective. Uh, Bochi is 6-0 in elimination games as a manager. Uh, he really fills out that player's uniform. I don't know if you've been watching him as a manager, but he, he looks, looks good. good. Does he look good in it? I'll keep an eye out. I, I get so mixed up. I can't distinguish him from the rest of the players. He, he fills it out, especially that 
the crotch area. No, no cup in there though. God. You know what I'm saying? All right. Calm uh, down. He, he forced Dusty to retire. Dusty has never won a game seven. Bruce has never lost a game seven. Oh. The Rangers ate eight, no on the, on the road this postseason. For context, the Colorado Rockies, Massey's Colorado Rockies, because he's in the West, uh, they only won eight road games the entire second half of the season. So pretty damn good. Um, Adolis Garcia, uh, Houston's daddy, had the most RBI in a single series in history with 15. Against the Astros. Against the Astros. That's the most in MLB postseason history, which began in 1903, a few years after UVA started playing football in 1888. In the Civil War. So. <laughs> 20, 43 years after the Civil War. Something like that. Yeah. That is, that's a lot of. 120 years. Yeah. All right. So tell me how you're feeling. Tell me how you're feeling against the, the Diamondbacks in the, in the series coming up. I'm, what are they, the fall classic? The, uh, before game six and seven, I guess mainly, I was so excited. I was so excited. I was so scared. Like Jesse Spano, say by the Bell. Ask your parents about that show. Um, I feel strange because I felt like such underdogs against the Giants and especially the Giants in 2010, even the Cardinals again in 2011, the next year, mainly because the Giants were a lot better at the time. We were as good as the Cardinals at next year, but the Cardinals are the Cardinals. They had the second most World Series titles in history behind the Yankees. So there's like that prestige. They had Albert Pujols at the time. Um, we're a lot better than the Dimebacks. I'm, I'm just going to say it like, it's a more, more experience on this team, older team, mm-hmm. even better offense, better pitching, even though they, I mean, they may, maybe they have the best pitcher in Zach Allen, but they don't have a great bullpen. Neither do we, we have home field. Like I, I feel scared saying all this, but maybe I should just enjoy it and be chesty about it instead of being like a meek little, little, uh, low T energy boy. And that say, wouldn't like, be very Texas. I'm of worried. You. Yeah. Well, well, how about this? It would, be, it would be, it would be beta trainer sports fan of me and and on brand but like i don't feel that way in my heart which is strange so i feel weird and good okay all right what if the diamondbacks are too young to be scared they don't know what they don't know yeah that was uh let's see the 20 years ago actually mass it's a good question the team that comes to mind is the my the florida marlins at the time miguel cabrera and a very young team josh beckett beat an experienced Yankees team, a more experienced than the Rangers are currently, uh, who had won a few World Series the Yankees had, and they beat them. And, yeah, that was kind of a wild, like, wow, look at this young Marlins team, this wild card trash fire team that somehow came from the ashes and made the World Series. They're not going to be the Yankees. I, I would say we're less, we're less of favorites than that uh, Yankees mm-hmm. team was against those Marlins. But, uh, you know, once you said that, it, it came to mind. They're young and the – Spotlight might not mean anything to them. Young, dumb, and full of you know what from yeah. point break. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a packed show, so we're feeling good. I'm we're sorry. Fe- going into That's the it. weekend. That's no- Rangers talks over. I appreciate the time. No, we'll we'll, we'll have to keep talking <laughs> about your teams in the World Series. So, all right. Give me your stuck on this week, trainer. Uh, backup quarterbacks in the NFL better than their starters. I got a list here for you. Okay. You got Josh Dobbs better than Kyler? Maybe. We don't know that Maybe. yet. Mm-hmm. Well, um, uh, PJ Walker better than the shark. What do you think? Well, I think he's uh, DTR yeah. is on that team as well. So it's kind and of one DTR. of those things that he beat out too. He beat out DTR and, yeah. and Deshaun Watson, who I have some, Oh, uh, some funny healthy quotes scratch. about. Yeah. Healthy scratch. 
Did you see what uh, – while we're talking about Deshaun Watson, I can knock out this. Did you see what Brady Quinn yeah. said about Deshaun Watson when he has an argument with uh, Watson's personal QB trainer? His personal QB trainer? Yeah. That guy needs to be fired. Um, <laughs> he said uh, something. Oh, he well, said this. Fired. He said this. How about we massage this conversation and get it to a happy oh. ending? Does that sound satisfactory? Brady Quinn. Wow. I didn't know awesome. you had it in you, but I guess you do. But anyway, continue on with your uh, backup quarterbacks versus better than their starters. I didn't know Brady was such a wordsmith. Notre Dame's a hard school. Um, <laughs> Tyrod Taylor, better than Danny Dimes. Did you know Tyrod Taylor was the first black quarterback to win a game in Giants' 100-year history? No, I That's have no wild. idea. That seems wild stat. That seems ridiculous. Yeah, because Gino, I guess Geno Smith was the only recent black quarterback I could think of. I guess he didn't win because they were not good at the time. I don't know. It was after Eli. Um, and then TBD, Sam Darnold, better than Brock Purdy. Uh-oh. Brock Purdy in concussion protocol. Kind of late in the week on a Wednesday to be in uh, concussion protocol. And like there wasn't like an obvious – there wasn't like an obvious play or maybe are they – are people speculating about that yet? I'd say they're speculating big time. I, I speculated in my head. I said that, that I agreed with you. And I feel like they just want to make a change for a bit to see if Darnold's better because Purdy's looked so bad for two back-to-back games. Okay. And, and you missed one. Oh, sorry. going to miss. Tyson oh, Bagnett. Tyson Bagnett for the <laughs> Chicago. Bagnett? Bagnett? Oh, Bagnet? that's low. Tyson Bagnett for the Chicago Bears. Is he better than Justin Fields? No. Beat the Raiders. Beat did, the Raiders. <laughs> did you did you see what uh is that an accomplishment? You, you win NFL games when you're from a D2 school called Shepherd University. Right. He was at the podium the other day and he was quoted after he was asked, Did you have a backup plan if you didn't get your shot in the NFL? And he said, Yeah, I was basically just gonna crossfit my life away and get ripped and jacked as I possibly could and be a teacher at Martinsburg High School. It's like <laughs> dude. Awesome. Just awesome. Oh, no. I, I, lo- I love this guy's energy. He lost to a, a team in college called the Colorado School of Mining or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, how, you know how I feel about Justin Fields. He's getting a raw deal. He is because the Bears organization not, ruins good quarterbacks. How about they're equal until proven otherwise? Josh Fields comes back, his thumb's healed, and he still stinks. Then I'll say Bagnet's the, Bagnet's the guy. Okay. All right. Well, until my- Caleb Williams. Yeah. My stuck on. You ready for this? Yeah. Can you name Utah's head coach? Uh, oh, um, Winningham? Kyle Whittingham. He has been. Winningham, Winningham, yeah. He has been the head coach of Utah since 2005. He has been at that program since 1994. What? Yeah. He's, he climbed the ranks and stayed there that long? Wow. And then this, and he might be the best Quarter, I mean, the best coach, not na- not named Nick Saban or Kirby Smart, this year in college football. Besides Tony Elliott this week. Right. Well, and the reason I looked at it is because Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, it's hard to beat a team twice. Kyle Whittingham did it three times, and this time he did it on the road with a third-string quarterback. He beat um, USC um, where am I reading this right? I am October 15th, 2022. He was at home, beat him 43 to 42. He played him in the Pac-12 championship in December, beat him 47 to 24. He played him last weekend on the 21st in Los Angeles and beat him 34, 32. 
and he's slow, not slowly, but quietly, is the big bulldog, the big bully in the Pac-12 when everyone is so enamored by Oregon and what recently Washington is doing. Now, Washington is, might be on a different level. We'll see when they play Utah. But Oregon is given all this credit being big and defensive and big bodies this year. But Whittingham has been doing that for decades now, almost two decades. And the Pac-12 championship, I said it at the beginning of the year, but the Pac-12 right. championship might be running through Salt Lake City still. When you're right, you're right. And he suffered through uh, having Urban Meyer as a, as a boss. For a while, um, God, I can't believe. You. I'm sure when Urban I, Meyer left, he was like, "You're going to the SEC? They allow that in the SEC? Yeah, I'm, I'm not ever going down there. That sounds terrible." We, yeah, we both were right last week. We picked uh, Utah to cover that seven point spread against USC in LA, and we kind of drew that comparison. Actually, speaking of Darnold and Purdy, they're kind of the 49ers of college football. You know, yeah, it's a good team with like, despite the quarterback. Or in spite of. Is it despite the quarterback or in spite of their quarterback? In spite of. Right? I don't know, dude. I was an economics major, which means absolutely nothing. I don't know. I don't know what words mean. Um, all right. Yeah, just I just looked at Kyle Whittingham and I'm like, this guy's really stinking good and he needs to needs a shout out. All right, give me your quote slash question of the week, trainer. I've got a few, but I know we got a pack show. I'll pick my favorite for now. She made me uncomfortable, had a weird energy about her. And I make this observation as someone who makes home videos dancing with knives to apologize for other home videos where I dance with knives. Is this Aaron Donald? Doesn't he, doesn't he do knife drills? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is Britney Spears talking about Britney Mahomes and meeting Britney Mahomes. Britney Spears and Britney Mahomes have met in person. They before. have met. They have met in person. Because I think that uh, I'd say Patrick and Britney Mahomes are kind of like C plus lists like you know red carpet stars at this point yeah especially now with Taylor Swift and Kelsey that's going to elevate for uh, sure so yes they've hung out and Britney Spears was terrified of this single white female or single married female so yeah I love this quote I just saw this like randomly on Instagram and I just I had to run with it are you going to read quote. are you going to read Britney's book now yeah <laughs> this might be in her book this is probably from her book actually good question um I had a couple of quotes. We, we've, we've, I've worked in my Brady Quinn one and my Tyson Baggett one. But uh, did you see Michael Irvin talking about his son? Oh, yeah. Uh, living in a gated community. Yeah, yeah. His son's a rapper who is uh, romanticizing the thug life, as, as Michael Irvin said. And he, his quote was, I don't know where he gets this from. He grew up in a gated community his whole life. What do you when you like have a like take it a little bit personally if you were a father and you made all this money and you provided this to your kid so he can be anything yeah. that he wants to be and he chooses to be a rapper and romanticize stuff that he never did you're like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute I provided everything for you a mansion a gated community private school college and what are you doing Yeah I I would uh the what this actually brings to mind the movie um straight out of compton where they go through ice cube actually ice cube and nwa were making s songs about easy E's life ice cube was not doing these things right. he was not in the thug life but michael Irvin had some interesting choices he made in the 90s and in the 80s i'm sure too at the miami hurricane university yeah, um, yeah so maybe yeah, he's just yeah. kind of like you know kind of ice cubing for well, Tupac, He's the ice cube to his dad's um, Eazy-E, Michael Irvin. 
There's a lot about know. Tupac where um, Tupac was actually rapping about what his observation yeah. was out of his window, so to speak. And, right. and to, he wasn't actually doing all the things that he said, but there's, you know, whatever, whatever. I just well, thought it was not. a funny quote. I don't want to dive oh, too no, much uh, into no, it. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's probably, yeah, probably not out of his window. If he's looking out the window in his gated community, he's not seeing these yeah, things. He's so. like, he's yeah. like the, the neighbors didn't bring in their trash cans. I'm going to have to call the HOA on that. That is BS. <laughs> It's a tough is that life Teton Art Services? Yeah. Oh, and I'll have the Basquiat and the stairwell, please. Um, I have a, I have a question for you, real, real quick, and maybe we'll get to it later. But who is the second best team in the AFC behind the Chiefs? Ooh, you got the Dolphins, second. the Ravens, and the Jaguars all sitting at five and two. God, have the Ravens turned a corner because they're Jekyll and Hyde, and I picked Detroit last week. I think you did too. To cover, no. um, yeah, I did. I, I guess, I would rather see the Dolphins, and the the Dolphins can outscore or score with the Chiefs, and the Ravens can get a lead and bury the Chiefs. So the, that's the difference I see. I would say those two teams, and those are the difference between the two. Is okay, that fair. All right, let's move yeah. on. Give me your go to the week trainer. Uh, Chris Olave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Fa- my uh, one of my fantasy receivers in one of my five leagues uh, called out my Michael Thomas. He then goes 35 miles an hour over in a 35 mile an hour zone, so double the speed. Oh Massey, my! So he's going 70. Maybe, but Massey, maybe, 70? He maybe he should have thought about doubling his speed during the game. Am I right? You like that? Your jokes. No. Your jokes are crammed into corners that you're fitting a circle into a square hole. Um, I worked. Um, you just don't like. You just don't like it. No, I just stuff. don't like it. You're right. You're right. It landed. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't a good. It wasn't a good look when he was like, "I play for the Saints." You know who I blame? Ohio State and all the drama drama queens they produce. <laughs> oh, they they is, treat oh. them like kings. They treat them like kings in Columbus, yeah. and they don't prepare men for the real world. We we we've gone over this. They have the the choice or chance to pick Jamison Williams. I'd say they made the right choice despite one bad week for Chris. I think Chris Olave is very talented. He's better than Jameis Williams. Um, but, yeah, the the uh, Ohio State, the princes, the princes that they produce, you're right. Yeah, just drama wide receivers. They love the drama. Yeah, Chris Olave, slow down. We got to we gotta get wide field. receiver. Not, not, your, not your routes. Not your routes. All right, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this, and it's Connor Stallions mm-hmm. and his Michigan Manifesto. Did you see that he had a manifesto? I did. That's psycho. 600. That's, that's Brittany Mahomes stuff. 600 pages long. What? I did not know it was that long. That's like a, <laughs> what's George R.R. R. Martin book? Yeah, dude. Yeah. 600 pages long. All right. Connor Stallions, for those who don't know, he's a former Marine. She was also, she was also uh, chewing on a toy earlier, wasn't she? I can hear that. Leia. That was that was the uh, squeaky shoes of the Dallas Mavericks and the San Antonio Spurs. Oh right, on tonight. Kyrie's back. Excited. <laughs> I'm sure you're stoked. Connor Stallions. He is a um, he's a low level employee for Michigan football. He went. I don't I don't even know where to start because it's such a complicated story. Let's just start here. Former Marine, uh, who on his LinkedIn profile listed his skill set as quote identifying the opponents. Most likely course of action and identifying identifying and exploiting 
critical vulnerabilities. Very weird to put yourself as like a graduate assistant level uh, mm. football coach. Now, under his own name, he purchased more than 30 tickets to different Big Ten games involving 11 different programs in the past three years. And basically what he would do, he would buy tickets on the other side of the field from the bench or the the team that he was scouting, which is illegal and has been since 1994. You cannot send advanced scouts to go to a, a, a game that is not your own. And he was video recording the sidelines and steal, and breaking down the signs and decoding the signs and basically stealing the other team's signs. In some cases, he was buying two tickets to each game where he would record the sideline from one side, record the opponent, and then go to the other side of the field, record the other one, and then decode all their signals. So basically, he's signal stealing. Can we say Bill Belichick and Spygate? Can we say the Houston Astros? So he goes on. Yes, we can. And now this is where the internet is always right. You know, you got to love the internet when they can they can take a frame of like, I saw a frame of like a Michigan State receiver catching a ball on the sidelines and people are cheering. And on that, on the one of the cards the coaches are holding is like silhouettes of what appears to be hand signals. And another case, when Michigan was playing Ohio State, you can see stallions in the background looking over uh, away from the play at the uh, Ohio State's coaches and then looking back and signaling to the Michigan team what the play was about to be. And then he got so up there that he was hiring GAs and other assistants to go forward and go to these games and steal signs. It is just so funny to me that a firm that's probably based in Columbus, Ohio, turned their entire investigative (laughs) results into the NCAA and put Harbaugh's square square in the bullseye for the NCAA and it is so funny to me that this is coming out it's got to be like it grew from like the acorn of a of pettiness that Michigan bit, beat Ohio State two years in a row and so they had to figure out why why the hell Michigan could possibly beat them two years in a row it's because Harbaugh was cheating yeah 100 it's like um Pony excess. It's like when AM got pissed off that Eric Dickerson didn't accept their bribe to go to uh, to College Station. They, he went to Dallas and to SMU instead. And then AM somehow was the the whistleblower leak that uh, NCAA caught caught wind that he was taking uh, bribes from SMU. And that's why Eric Dickerson went to SMU. So definitely a comparison there. That's a long time ago, but similar. It's 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 completely speculative. That petty, it's Ohio State. Ohio yeah, State, the but. petty uh, the petty what's his name. Uh, Oh, oh man, what's his name? Little Richard. finger kind of stuff from Game of Thrones. You know, like the behind the scenes oh, little, puppet yeah. master. Yeah. Now it is worth pointing out that Michigan in the postseason couldn't send, didn't know who they were going to play, and so they played poorly against the teams they didn't have the signs to steal. TCU, That's true. Georgia, Georgia. Kirby Smart made a joke about how he had actually. You said the Big Ten teams. He actually bought tickets two games from playoff contenders and Kirby smart and specifically two SEC championship games in a row. And Kirby was asked and said, I don't know about the influence on it. Did it make a difference? <laughs> kind of throwing, throwing some shade at him yeah. at Michigan for it not impacting the game whatsoever. Yeah. That's, that's really <laughs> funny where Kirby's like, if they stole the signs, I didn't notice, but you have to look at a college football sideline just from the viewership standpoint, when you're sitting at home and they hold up those gigantic sheets, what do you think they're doing? They're hiding their calls as best they can. Like, yeah. 
They're, yeah. They've been doing this. Sign stealing during the game is not illegal. Maybe you can notice a trend if you're on the field at certain signs or like the the audibles at the line of scrimmage. But going and sending people out ahead, I love the people that have jumped on like, that's disgusting. This is, the, not, this is not done in this is not done in football. In the integrity of the Big Ten. It's like Big Ten football? We want to talk about Big Ten integrity of Big Ten football? I'll just list a couple of Michigan State and right. Penn State for you. Like well, it's Miss, so yeah, funny. Miss, it's just so Michigan funny. Ha- yeah, Michigan has the arrogant, like, he's a Michigan man. He should be the coach here. He's a Michigan man. So the Michigan way crap is gonna go away pretty quickly as uh Harbaugh slowly slowly gets fired and goes to the chargers to coach Justin Herbert is my prediction. You know, I've heard the bears. Oh, the bears. Hey, hey, middle Midwest. Who else needs a head coach as obvious as the bears and the chargers, the saints, the the saints, the saints, the Raiders. Um, there's a couple, you know, programs, programs, football teams right there. The commanders, uh, the Uh, Patriots trash. Patriots. Yeah. I mean, sure. that's, that's, um, I, I did want to mention the pettiness of Michigan State. They threw out the comment that they considered skipping the game altogether against Michigan after they heard of the science dealing, like, oh, we don't want to, we don't want to play against them. They're cheaters. Michigan and then, State and then, a- then they proceeded to put a Hitler trivia question on their Jumbotron. Yeah. Michigan football, college football in Michigan is on fire right now that is not a joke and of course what did michigan state do blame a third party Mm. they're like everything surrounding michigan state right now just to add on a a little hitler trivia question on their jumbotron not a good luck it was the smart tv yeah i don't know they're like it's a youtube trivia like rolling (laughs) video that just plays over and over again yeah well did who looked at it oh it must have been uh the uh the assistant to the assistant who looked at the thing? Let's, and they're just going to go down and find some nerd crunching numbers like that's got some sort of sports management degree that's supposed to bring up the graphics and just fire that guy. Do, do you do you host a, a children's birthday party and say, "Oh, Easy E, that sounds like a cute name for a for a singer," and then just play the music without knowing what's on the scene? Yeah, you, no, you might want to just just filter that filter that a little bit. All right, trainer, we're getting down to it. This is the Baker's dozen we got going on. This is where we pick the thirteen best games and uh, give you the odds uh, for the. What am I trying to say? Baker's dozen. We're gonna we're gonna make some picks. Where did trainer go? Trainer, are you is Leia giving you the business right now? No, the the fridge is calling. Nice. Nice. Point spreads. We're we're doing point spreads. We're doing all sorts uh, of things. Stuff. All right. The Baker's dozen. We're going to start in college and end in the NFL. Biggest game of the weekend, the Oregon six and one with their lone uh, loss against Washington on the road. They're number eight. They are favored by six and a half on the road. Uh, Kyle Whittingham in Utah and Salt Lake. Utah is ranked number 13. They're six and one. Their only loss against Oregon state, the PAC 12, Really trying to avoid cannibalizing itself. Can Dan mm-hmm. Lanning and Bo Nix get past Kyle Whittingham and his third string quarterback, Bryson Barnes, this weekend, trainer? Um, I say so I have Oregon as one of my teams, and I still see a path for them. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna roll with Oregon. I, I respect the hell out of Utah, as 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 we've talked about. Bo Nix, great set on him. He had his 54th start of his career last week. And that's the most in history. And mm. right now, Sam Hartman is just behind him at 53. 
And then it goes Hunter Renfro, 47. Stetson Bennett only started 32 games. Hmm. I cannot believe he started almost double what Stetson Bitson started. <laughs> Stetson Bennett's old. Yeah, and so how old's Bo Nix? 28? Yeah, I, Bo, Bo Nix has been in college the same uh, since Justin Herbert's been in college. They're in the same class. Justin Herbert's been in the NFL for three years. Yes. So that's that's how long Bo Nix has been in college. I I think the Oregon Ducks know that they're on a mission, know that they want to rematch Washington in the Pac-12 championship. Washington had a scare last week against Arizona State. The Pac-12 continues to cannibalize itself. I'll, I think Oregon wins outright, but I'll take Utah on the points. Okay, yeah. It's a valid pick. And, yeah, there was a bad pass interference call that's gotten controversial in that Washington game. Yeah, I mean, Utah put up 34 against USC, so I put some weight into that, but USC's defense is so soft. So soft. Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch have the softest defense in the world and has for a long time. All right, moving on. Number six, Oklahoma at a frisky Kansas team coached by Lance Leopold. Jalen Daniels, their starting quarterback. Their stud is out this week. Oklahoma is ranked number six. They are nine and a half point favorites on the road at Kansas, who is five and two, whose only losses are Texas and Oklahoma State, where Jalen Daniels got hurt. Brent Venables is trying to take his Sooners and make a statement in their last year in the Big 12. How do you see this game going, Trainer? I see it going Oklahoma's way, and I want to take a quick timeout to ask Massey, would you like to add or drop any teams this week? Oh, I don't even know who my teams are. Well, before let's <laughs> let's pick the game and then get to you the teams. No poster above your bed. Yeah, let's let's pick this game and we'll we'll get to those teams. Um, so backup Jason Beam for Kansas had four touchdowns in the first half against Oklahoma State. Finished with five. They lost thirty nine to thirty two. Now last week Oklahoma struggled against UCF, who Kansas beat handily. Handley earlier in the season. Now, is there too much tape on Jason Bean? Like, can he do only do so much? And so when he came out against Oklahoma State, that confused him for a little bit, and then they figured him out later in the second half and were able to able to make some adjustments. I don't know, but Lance Leipold's got got this team going. Mm. I think I'm gonna take Kansas and the points. Cause I just okay. don't believe in Brent Venables in Oklahoma. Now, the question you asked earlier. We have four teams that we like to pick to make the college football playoff. Remind me who I have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you are correct. Or I mean, no, Oregon, sorry. OU, slightly better offense, slightly better defense. Like, it's definitely going to be, I'm going to put it in Gabriel's hands. So it's a 10 point spread is a lot of points, but I'll, 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 I'll stay the path and be, we'll keep it, uh, keep it contrarian for the sake of the show and ratings. Uh, you have Michigan, Alabama, Washington, and Florida State. No, why would I change? Okay, then no. I just want to I want to get rid of Lincoln Riley's new job at USC, and I want to take OU and sub that in. Oklahoma, you're you're dropping USC and picking up the fraudulent Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah, that's that's not going to work out for you. Confirm, I'm desperate. That's not. They're going to lose to Oklahoma State and Bedlam too. Just Ra- saying. The Rangers in the World Series. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> move, moving on, shaking it off. Keep keep focus. Number twenty, Duke is playing on the road at number eighteen, Louisville. Duke is five and two with a loss at Florida State and a loss against Notre Dame. Louisville six and one with really an inexplicable loss against Pittsburgh. Now Mike Elko and Riley Leonard have been very symbiotico, but Riley Leonard's probably Ooh. out again with a high ankle sprain. Jeff yeah. Brom, do you remember him? 
Jeff Fromm, I do. Yeah, former former quarterback of Louisville, played in the XFL, formerly the coach Jake of Fromm's Purdue. Jeff Brom? Jake Brom? Am I mixing oh, up Brom, I'm not Fromm. That's right. You're right. I was thinking of Fromm. My bad. Go ahead. Purdue was a pretty big giant killer when he was head coach there for a number of years. Yeah. Now, Jake, Jake Plummer, or Jack Plummer, 13 touchdowns, yeah. 8 interceptions. They sling the ball around. I'm not sure if he values that much. Louisville is full of transfer transfers at all the skilled position james thrash louisville's leading wide receiver 640 yards six touchdowns louisville is favored by four at home how do you see this going trainer yeah i feel like this line is going to move based off riley completely being out does he have a high ankle sprain i, I think that's right of, i think that's right yeah uh duke the biggest thing i saw is duke's run heavy attack 200 yards a game on the ground, Louisville only or Louisville gives up less than a hundred. And with that ankle sprain, yeah, I'm gonna go Louisville at home with the four. Yeah, Louisville. Points. Yeah, Louisville put up 33 points on a pretty good Notre Dame defense. Duke's defense is good, but they're not as good as Notre Dame's. I'm I I like Louisville on the points there too. Moving down to Jacksonville, Florida, the next game, seven and zero, number one in the country, Georgia Bulldogs, favored by two touchdowns and two extra points versus Florida, five and two. They have losses to Kentucky, gross, and Utah. We like we like yeah. Utah on the road. Billy Napier has Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz, formerly of Wisconsin, who didn't know how to throw the football out of a wet paper bag, has 1,900 yards, 12 TDs, and two interceptions. Talk about a rejuvenation. Carson Beck for Georgia, 2,150 yards, 12 TDs, four interceptions, without Brock Byers, who caught 600 of those yards, maybe. Uh, Georgia hasn't looked dominant in the early part of the season, but I think Carson Beck is starting to grasp Kirby Smart's offense. That's fair. Is Brock Bowers out for this game? Oh, yeah, yeah. He might be done for the season. Oh, he's done for the season? Is, should Caleb Williams sit out the rest of the season? Side note, question mark? That was my question of the week. Well, uh, that, would, that um, would dent his his draftability. Integrity. Yeah, like would it? Would it? Some some coaches would ding him, and then others would be like, "Yeah, we'll take Caleb Williams. We can do something uh, with that." Jim Harbaugh be the Bears coach. He'll be like, "It's fine. I had to quit too." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he his draft stock would plummet in the media, and all the coaches would be like, "I've seen enough film on this guy where I just want him." Yeah, I mean, if yeah, without him, if George can rely on that rushing game, the Gators have a bad rushing defense. Studs at running back. Bauer. Yeah, studs at running back. Four, what was it? Fourteen and a half. Um, fourteen. What? Fourteen. It's it's the the home of the Jags. They've won. The Bulldogs have won the last two meetings by an average of twenty four and a half points per game, and they're not. Yeah, I mean, we, they were sleepwalking for a little while. I feel like they're kind of on a roll now. So I'll, I'll take Georgia. Yeah, I think Florida might uh, might give them might keep it close in the first half, but there's just too much. There's just too much force and power at, at UGA. I don't like how we're agreeing so much, but maybe we'll disagree here. Oh, two in a row. We started out, we're, we're two and two here. We'll, okay. We'll be okay. Seven and oh, Ohio State is on the road at Wisconsin. They're 14 and a half point favorites. I don't know what else to say besides Luke Fickle in his first year is struggling with the Badgers who lost to Iowa 15 to six. Gross. And an 18 point fourth quarter victory. Or come back against Illinois too. They had to did a claw back. Yeah, and they also lost against Washington State. Wisconsin's going through some growing pains. They're going through it for a while. Ohio State coming off an emotional win against Penn State and James Franklin at home. I think Wisconsin just just doesn't have it. Ohio State and the points for me. 
Okay, I'll take Wisconsin. I do like that um, it is in Wisconsin. Let's see the last time they played. They haven't played there in a Iowa? while either. I saw that saw that little little nugget. Um, I mean, Braden Locke, it is his second start. And that the Ohio State defense allowed. I just, yeah, Ohio State's not blowing anybody out, especially a, a mid, what do we call them, an elite midi? Elite mid team like yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, they're sure. like, you know, they're, they're down below the – they're down below Ohio State, Michigan, and even Penn State. But I feel like 14 and a half is kind of a lot. So I'll, I'll take Wisconsin. Tanner Mordecai is not starting for Wisconsin? No, I guess not. It sounds like this lock kid's getting start number two. All I don't right. know. I just read the newspapers. All right. Six and one. Or excuse me. Six, yeah. Six and one. Oregon State favored by three and a half on the road at a frisky Arizona team. Four and three. Their three losses to USC in triple overtime, Washington, and Mississippi State. Um, they beat Wazoo handily last week, forty-four to six, and Washington State does not have that many uh, many losses. Where do you stand on this game? I have I no like idea. Arizona. I picked them to um, ups, not upset, but uh, cover against USC a while back. I mean, that doesn't look so sexy anymore. But their only home loss this year has been thirty-one to twenty-four at Washington. I think you were just you were just talking about that. They're both coming off bye weeks. Um, their quarterback Noah Fafita, seventy-three and a half point completion percentage that sounds like drew Brees in his prime yeah. uh, i'll take i'll take uh arizona to cover at home i looked at their defense statistically speaking arizona's better on offense and defense hmm. really offense too yeah they i mean not not much it's a slight edge toward arizona let's i'll, I'll go contrarian because i like what jonathan smith is doing there and oregon state's last gasp in the pac-12 before they become un and disenfranchised <laughs> you know, are they going to go to the AFC West? Or what are they going to do? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Um, I, what was I about to say? Um, Oregon State. Oh, yeah. And every time DJ, I'm not going to play at Clemson anymore, wins a game, it looks bad for Dabo. So we like that. That's fun. Yeah. I'll take Oregon State uh, and the three and a half. All right. I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be a heck of a game, a little bit under the radar. Deal. Before we get to the NFL, no, I'm sorry. Uh, BYU, who is five and two, lost to TCU in Kansas. TCU is tr- hot trash. Um, versus Texas, six and one, who's only lost against Oklahoma. They're playing in Austin. Texas favored by eighteen. Spin zone. Quinn Ewers of Texas is not starting. He is injured. Malik Murphy is coming in in relief. Uh, I think Texas has too many dudes. That's fair. When, when is when is Manning going to start earning that NIL contract deal? I think he gave. I think he has an NIL contract. NIL contracts and gave it all away. Pretty sure know, he donated. He, he seems like a nice guy. I get it. Um, Malik Murphy. I've heard they did a good job of uh, retaining this guy because he could have been a transfer portal guy. But they said, "Hey, Quinn Ewers, kind of injury prone, and you know Manning's not going to start right away this year if Quinn Ewers goes down." So somehow they held on to this guy. So I feel like Texas. Yes, they do have the dudes. Um, BYU last meeting in 2014 won 41 to seven. That is that is almost a decade ago though. Um, oh man, in in Austin, I feel like they're going to be up for this game. They're still in, yeah, they're still in 17. I'll take BYU. Screw it. Seriously, because BYU when they lost to TCU by a billion points, I wrote them off forever. Give me Texas in the points. All right, wild BYU. card, wild card. Pick, uh, pick one or two. Uh, one. Cincinnati two and five. <laughs> at Oklahoma State, five oh, and two. Back. 
I cannot get away from that. Seven them. and a half point favorites is Oklahoma State. Give me Oklahoma State and Gundy. Give it to me. Oh, man. If Cincinnati's that bad now. All right, I took BYU. I can't go that far. I love I love Oklahoma State. Go Cowboys. All right, all right. Second wild card. Second wild card. Put this in. Number 21, oh, Tennessee. Goodness. Number 21, Tennessee, favored by three and a half at Kentucky. Kentucky's five and two. Tennessee's five and two. Both have lost to, or excuse me, Tennessee's lost to Bama and Florida. Kentucky's lost to Georgia and Missouri, a good Missouri team. I think one yeah. of these teams might roll over and die this weekend, and I can't decide which one. Kentucky with two straight losses. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess Joe Milton's got to be decent sometime. I'll take Tennessee. All right, just give me Kentucky just because I, I think Kentucky's going to roll over and die, but whatever, Kentucky in the points. <laughs> I really did. I wrote – Kentucky might roll over and die, and then I would scratch it out and said these teams both might roll over and die. All right, we got to make it to the NFL, and we got to make it quick. Jacksonville, 5-2, and two, favored by three. On the road at Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin, a home dog. Give me Mike Tomlin all day. Pittsburgh oh. going from 4-2, to two, improving to 5-2. and two. Well, I mean, let's say the Jags just came off a, a massive win against the beloved Saints here, so I'll take the Jags. I like Trevor Lawrence. The, I like the quarterback. I like the receiving better. I like Etienne better than um, Najee Harris. I like the Pittsburgh defense better, but I feel like they'll make enough plays to win by at least a field goal. Jags. Four and two Cleveland. Shocking without their their start starter quarterback creep, Deshaun Watson, playing at Seattle. Seattle, four and two, quietly four and two, are favored by three and a half. Cleveland's defense played incredible against the Colts, despite the fact that they only won by three. I think they scored 14 points or something like that. Pick this game, trainer. Seattle, favored by three and a half at home against Cleveland. Seattle kicks a field goal to win. Uh, Browns cover. All right, I'll take Seattle on the 12th man. Give me the um, give me the uh, Seahawks. Three and four Rams. Can't tell if the Rams are a good team and just haven't played well or they're a bad team that's overperforming. I have no idea well, hey, what the, the Rams Cal- are. Just- Guess guess what the remedy for that is? Play the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. All right, uh, Dallas four and two. Uh, this is a pick'em trainer. What say you? No, it's six and a half point spread. Oh, I didn't pick see em. it. I didn't see it. My bad. Six and a half no, point good. spread. I, I do like the shade. That was a good shade, though. Nice. Well, you, read your text message. I, I relied on your text message. Well, you just just accept the compliment that the shade was there. Okay. All right, Dallas, you stink. I'll take Rams and the points. <laughs> I'll take the Cowboys. All right. Cincinnati three and three coming off a bye. Playing in San Francisco, five and two. San Francisco is favored by three and a half. Purdy and concussion protocol. Sam Darnold time. Does San Francisco have enough dudes to beat Cincinnati, which has the hardest remaining schedule in the NFL? Hmm. I'm gonna do the same thing I did with the Seahawks. Uh Bengals win by a field goal and or no, Niners went by a field goal and cover. One or the other. I'll take the Bengals on the road. Interesting. I don't think Kyle Shanahan loses three in a row. Would that be three in a row? That would be three in a row. Yeah. So, yeah, Niners kick a field goal win by three, less than three and a half. So Okay. I'll take I'll I'll take San Francisco uh, okay. and the points there. Nola at Indy. Surely the three and four Saints can beat the three and four Indianapolis Colts. I want to know if the, if the roof is open. Colts seem to do better with the roofs open. If the roof, if the roof is closed, if the roof is closed, I pick New Orleans. 
Screw it. Give me New Orleans. They cannot be this bad. They have to be able to score points. How did Cleveland, with a backup quarterback, score 38 points? Well, the defense. I just said that. But still, the Saints should have the ability to score points, especially with a Gardner-Minshew-led offense. They shouldn't be able to stay on the field with a good Saints defense, although they did score on the Cleveland Browns quite a bit. Yeah. I don't think New Orleans is going to win this game, but I cannot not pick my Saints. So I apologize if I had a typo. This was the pick'em game. Uh, I think the Saints might be a one-point favorite in some places. Um, the Saints are bad. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Massey seeing a man that looks like Graham Trainer in Gardner Minshew beating his Saints at home. I'm gonna go Colts pick. I hate all my NFL picks. I hate them all. Sports fans, that is all the time we have for you this week. Please down- download our podcast wherever podcasts are available. Happy Subscribe. Halloween. Happy Halloween. All right, guys, that's it, and that's all.